0: Vision again. I'm Rob and I'm a huge fan of the Eurovision Song Contest. For the last seven or eight years, I've been writing about it for different publications, including Gay Times Magazine and The Independent. And I was fully expecting to go to Rotterdam in the Netherlands to write about it once more this year. But obviously the world has taken a bit of a strange turn. And that got me to thinking... While the 65th consecutive Eurovision Song Contest may have been cancelled, I've decided to continue doing the interviews that I would have done had the contest gone ahead. So that's this podcast in a nutshell. Me, interviewing Eurovision people. And in this episode, I'll be chatting to those utter angels from Sweden, the Mamas. Wow, that was moved by the Mummers. Where do you even begin with the Mummers? They've got so much experience when it comes to Melody Festival and as you will hear later on in the interview. Um, They first appeared as a collective in 2019 as backing vocalist for John Lundvig on his entry, Too Late for Love. They proved so incredibly popular with the general public in Sweden that they were invited to perform in their own right at Melodifestivalen 2020. Now, for those of you that don't know, I mean, this is a Eurovision podcast, so you should. But those that don't know, Melodifestivalen, also known as Melfest or Mello, is the Swedish national final for the Eurovision Song Contest. But it's oh so much more than that. Imagine Strictly and X-Factor at the peak of their powers, combine them together and multiply it by 10, and you are still nowhere near knowing how big Melfest is in Sweden. This year's show was so dramatic. At Melfest, the Mamas were the first of 28 acts to compete, and they were the last ones standing. They won by a solitary point. My goodness, it was the most tense final that you could imagine, and there were about five acts that could have won it. But the Mamas, they came through providing the most memorable Melfest finale in decades. The current band lineup consists of Lulu, no relation, Dina and Ash, who, as you will hear, gave up her life in America to pursue Melody Festivalen and the Swedish way of life. God, you've got to love that commitment to the Eurovision. I got to speak to the mamas in late April. So I'm going to start by asking, I'm assuming that Lulu and Dina, you would have grown up with Eurovision and Melfest in your DNA because you're Swedish. But Ashley, could you just talk me through what it's like being an American and learning about both Melfest and Eurovision for the first time? Because I imagine it's a bit crazy.
1: It is. It's bigger than anything I've ever been a part of. I had no idea what this was before I got the gig with John last year. So this has just been... I mean, it's huge, it's crazy, it's mind-blowing, but it's become a part of my dream. Of course, I've always wanted to be a performer, but in this capacity, it's, like, blowing my mind. So mm. it's huge, and it's amazing to to be a part of it with these women. So.
0: Fabulous. So obviously you would have been aware of all the the kind of talent show tropes like uh American Idol, I guess, and the X Factor. Um yeah. but Melfest is on a completely different planet. I mean <laughs> a whole different Am I right in thinking that you've all had varying degrees of um experience within Melfest. Could you just talk to me about those acts that you've worked with? Maybe starting with Dina. Uh
2: 2018 was the first year I was involved in and that was backing uh, a big um, queer icon here in Sweden um, called Jonas Gadal. Yes, and yes. Yeah, so he went into the competition more with the mindset of I need to spread this message. of uh, You're not alone. There's always someone there to pick you up uh, even when you think that you're down and out. And he wasn't really thinking of winning. Like his audience will buy his books, come to his shows or connect with him online. But then 2019, we I met my fellow mamas and we became part of John's team. Yeah. And that team was from the start, from the get go, was like it was for the win. And so the energy was different. He was such a believer in himself and everything everyone around him and the song and the
0: message. so we were just along for the ride. Lulu, what what's your involvement with Melfest over the years? Uh,
3: my first experience in Melfast uh, was 2013 uh, I was a sidekick to um Miri in oh. Yaladanwa. yep and it was me and uh, Oscar Seya and it was a really fun thing to do because it's a song where you're singing a little bit uh, a little bit french a little bit arabic a little bit you know it was all different languages and and it, it was more a song of or actually it's like a song of unity and everybody mm. you know everybody come on and you know let's dance together and stuff uh, and it was a fun song but uh, it wasn't until last year that i felt that it was more like a family on stage yeah uh, we were really connected and had good energy and um it was a whole different a whole different thing uh, it was more me in it too yeah. like musically and everything so uh, and this year i mean I'm on
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year was incredible for so many reasons. Just- I mean, like um, when I just I remember watching the first episode of Melfest this year and in the UK, we can stream it or what a lot of the uh, the fans do in London is there's a Swedish church. Um, so we all go to this Swedish church that screens it on this huge screen and we all watch it together. There's about 150 Melfest fans. It, it's a it's a combination of like um, actual Swedish people and then 50% gay people uh, <laughs> just taking over the church on a, on a Saturday evening. And the reaction to Move in the Room, that first song, was just so incredible. And you kept that fan base and the energy going right up until the last moment. How do you, I mean, what's the secret to, to being that energetic and popular with, with all the fans in Sweden? It's, it's sort of, it's crazy to think that the trajectory just went f- literally from the first minute of Melfest through all the weeks to winning it. It's um mm-hmm. I, I've not seen that before. H- how do you feel about that?
1: I think that there's no plan for that. It's just yeah. being authentic and being genuine and how we are on and off stage, the song is a good song. It makes us happy. So that reads and that feeds off uh, off of us onto the people that are following us, our fans who are now our friends. And um, so I think it's not a plan. It's not something that you can plan. It just happens because we are who we are. And that's what we stand for, being ourselves and loving people. So, yeah.
0: And I'll I'll put that question as well to Dina. Why do you think it is that that the mamas are so loved in Sweden?
2: Oh, wow. Just to reflect on what you said about that church, that (laughs) sounds like a congregation of love. Oh, it was. And (laughs) and that's how this whole experience has felt like to us. Um, It's just amazing how so many people all around the world have reached out to us before Eurovision and being have been such a huge part of our um, journey uh, during Melody Festival. And we are daily reminded and inspired and overwhelmed by all the love that people have sent us through all types of media. And um, that they, even though they're going through the hardest times of their lives right now, some of them, whether it related to the pandemic or not, they still took out the time to write us and tell us that we made a difference in their lives. And it's, I'm tearing up right now. <laughs> thinking about oh. how, awesome, how awesome that is. Oh, yeah.
0: you guys are angels. <laughs> like, it, it's just so great to, to have such a positive story and to just remember that journey that you went on. Um, I, I think a lot of people will cherish that over the years. And particularly when we look back on old male fests, the mummers will be a moment, a big moment in all of it. Um, so Dina, you went to Tel Aviv last year with Is It Too Late for Love? How how was that? I mean, Eurovision, the biggest stage in the world. How did you feel? Oh,
2: wow. Um, there's this unheard first part of is it too late for love, or too late for love? Like it's it's never, it's never too late for love. That's how it felt. That no matter who we were and what we looked like or came from or who we loved or believed in, it felt like such a uh, community, like a, a global community, and almost on a on. On um, one level, it felt like summer camp for musicians, like musical summer camp, because we're all... Um, we keep saying that we're we're fans of music and lovers of music ourselves. So, yeah, of course. We, I know I was fangirling.
0: <laughs> Who were <laughs> so you fangirling? My, Who was your that, favourite?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the, the other ladies will tell you I had... Such a musical crush on uh, Lake Malawi.
0: Oh, yes, Uh, from the Czech Republic. Yes.
2: Yes. Friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. I felt like they were my friends, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And just the amazing talent that was performed all around us and the hospitality of everyone there. They made us feel at home, home away from home.
0: Ace. And Ash, is it true that you you left your job in America or you quit your life in America or you, something happens in America where you just dropped it and you were like, no, I'm a full-time mama now. This is what I'm doing.
1: Um, so I was working my regular job. It's um, uh, like a call center job. Uh, and I got the call to do the background gig for John. Yeah, And I had, I got the call on a Tuesday and I had to fly out on a Thursday. So it was like, a quick thing my job was like okay yeah you can go and then we got to the finals and i came back home and i was like hey i need some more weeks off <laughs> and <they're> like no <laughs> and i'm like okay well i quit <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was just such a great experience i could not miss out i yeah. could not miss out and i met some amazing people these women the whole team, I just couldn't say no. So I did, I quit my job. Um, I officially moved to Sweden in September. So, um, yeah, this has become my, my life.
0: And what's, what's it like being in Sweden as an American? Because I go there as a Brit and I freaking love it. It's just, (laughs) (laughs) it's so clean and neat. Everyone's a little bit standoffish, but they're they're quite polite. And, um, You're just near to nature, and everything's just glorious. I love it there. You must be loving it, right?
1: Sweets are so conservative, and <laughs> I'm so, like, I'm always, like, give me a hug. Yeah. And they're, like, he's weird. So <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's cool. It's, it's so different than home. And then I'm here without my family, so it gets a little bit lonely sometimes. But I always have people that I work with. Um, I've met a couple of people and we hang out. So or we have hung out before this whole pandemic thing. So, um, it's cool. I like being outside when the weather is nice.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Good. Um, so I want to ask this question to Lulu. Is it Lulu or Lou? Can I call you Lou or Lulu?
3: whatever you want okay anything (laughs) works
0: well lulu's an iconic eurovision winner so i'll carry on with lulu um so lulu congratulations (laughs) on producing like probably the most dramatic finish to a melody festival in ever it was absolutely uh it was on the edge of my seat it was absolutely ridiculous how did that feel living through that i mean i can't imagine what it would have been like
3: to sit there during the last vote.
0: Yeah, I mean, did you think you were going to win? Is, what was the what was going through your head?
3: I know that uh, when we found out how they were going to do the votes this year. Yeah. I've already said like, I'm hoping they're not doing as we're in Tel Aviv. Yeah. And then they changed the whole system and did the exact same yeah. thing. <laughs> so I was like, damn. I really hope that either we get kicked out <laughs> fast or we win. Because I don't want to sit there like last year yeah. and be like, we weren't even second. Yeah. That's the thing. That was it's cruel. not between one and two, it's between one and whoever. You don't know. Uh so I was like, oh I was so emotional over this. I was stressing out and I'm so damn happy we won. <laughs> Because I don't want to go through the same thing <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah. Eurovision, it it that sucked. does That's it, it makes
0: for really good television, but it is really cruel the way those points yes. come in at the end. I can't like they should not put people through that. And I do worry that obviously I think someone like John uh is probably a bit more capable of um t- taking it on the chin when those points come in. But imagine if it was a younger person, like a, a you know an 18 year old or a 19 year old performer and the yeah. shot is on their face. I just think it's a little bit mean to do that, but as a viewer, yeah. it was great. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I
3: understand. It's like brilliant TV. Of course. It's
0: <laughs> Yeah. So Dina, you've got a new single coming out. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? And what is it called? Where can we find it? When is it out?
2: Okay. It's, uh, out in May. I don't know the exact date yet to be added. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I think Lulu said earlier today that it's kind of like move 2.0, Ooh, uh, cool. it's a continuation of, uh, the message of, um, moving ahead and putting your focus where it's supposed to be. Uh, changing what you can, but when you can't, let it be. And that is the title of the song, "Let It Be."
0: Is there an album in the works? Can we expect something from you like that? Is there a concert or a gig? I know it's difficult to say because COVID nineteen, but can yeah, we expect yeah. more material?
2: We're staying creative and we're working, and I can promise you that you'll be hearing something from us within the near future.
0: Awesome. So, Lulu, as Eurovision 2020 isn't happening, we can talk about the competition now. Um, what countries yeah. and artists <laughs> did you like the most from this year? And who do you think would have been the act to beat?
3: To beat? Yeah. Um, I think if I'm thinking sound-wise and stuff, then I would I would think us and maybe Iceland yeah. would be to beat when it comes to the same kind of good energy type song uh, I think that Switzerland is amazing yeah where did it's that come important. from like it's, whoa yeah <laughs> uh, Malta has a really great song I mean Russia is funny as hell yeah <laughs> we have so many different ones uh, but I think sound wise song wise Iceland would be the the closest to us I think
0: Ashley would you agree with
1: that? I have to agree. I would like if we had another person ask, but I think I would give my twelve points to Switzerland because yeah. was just really, really good, really, really good.
0: So cool. And Dina.
2: Yeah, I agree with my fellow mamas, but also Malta.
0: Yeah, destiny.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think somebody DM'd us and was like, "Can you please let her into the mamas? You, <gasps> you need to." to put her in the group and we were like we're already we're already fans of hers. so
0: <laughs> I would I, I'm living for destiny and I think one day she yeah. is definitely going to win that competition yeah so I, I'm actually I'm I'm really excited for her because I think not going this May and having those extra 12 months of life experience and, you know, being able to write more and to, to perform more, that's only going to make her even stronger. So sure. um, not that I'm, you know, you guys are amazing as well, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, Destiny, I love too. And I just think she is a future her. winner too. And I, I'd really like to see um, her back. Um, so- Very
2: inspired by, by everyone that we're listening to. Um, of course, it's a competition, but we don't really see ourselves competing with anyone but ourselves in terms of leveling up trying to beat your last performance there's only one you like there there are only the mamas can only compare themselves to the mamas and everyone else should have that same same mindset yeah but we're inspired by the music by the drive that people have and by the talent of
0: course um ash i've got a question for you now um so Mm -hmm. for me as a brit watching I know that there are maybe two national competitions that are treated as seriously in their countries as the actual Eurovision Song Contest is, maybe even more so. Um, so that's Italy San Remo and also Melody Festivalen, where I think winning those competitions, it's, it's as important as actually taking part in Eurovision to some degree. Um, a lot of countries, they've already given golden tickets to disappointed acts who can no longer go because of COVID-19. With somewhere like Sweden and Italy it doesn't seem as likely that they're going to do that in the same way that somewhere like the, uh, you know, like Australia or even the UK, because Sweden's Melfest is just beyond everything. Um, Would you hope to be invited back to Melfest to defend your crown? Or are you just like, you know what, we've done it. We've won it. It doesn't matter. We'll see what happens. Um, It's not that it
1: doesn't matter. I think if we, we've uh, got a good song, The right song for us, I don't think that any of us would be opposed to doing Mellow again. Um, But (laughs) I've said it so many times. I think that uh, there's so many people that have the dream of being on Mellow and and performing and living out their dream. And I wouldn't want the shadow of this year to be cast upon all those people and them not be able to live out their dreams and have that opportunity um, just because I know what that's like and I wouldn't want that to happen to me. So um, I'm not opposed. I don't think we're opposed to that. It would be a great experience again, I'm sure. Um, but I do want everyone to get their chance.
0: And Lulu, um, I think it's fair to say that what I, the way I've been watching Melfest now for a good few years... And it is true to say that Melody Festival and is just a big thing in itself. So winning it is is the you know the ultimate goal. But actually a lot of artists go on it and that provides a platform and they go and have tremendous success anyway in the Swedish charts charts and the the European charts and whatever goes in tends to blow up anyway and does really well. So are you of a similar mind frame? Are you like, you know, if a good song comes along, we might put it in. But we're the mammas now, this is what we're doing, and Eurovision is secondary.
3: I, I would have to say because I was talking to uh one one or two of the uh, the other artists now during this pandemic and uh, they were like we competed for nothing <laughs> <laughs> and i'm I'm just so so very very blessed and happy that we won
0: yeah 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 <laughs>
3: It's not for nothing, of course, but I get it. I get how people feel now, because everything is getting canceled, and even if you didn't win, then you'd still, as you said, it will still have, like, a really great year with a lot of stuff to do. But right now, there's not so much to do, so it will kind of just fizz out. (laughs) And I'm just hoping that we don't.
0: I don't think you will. And I'll I'll kind of ask that to Dina as well, in that um, I think, especially within the fandom, you get to the end of the the whole Eurovision season after you've had the contest. And I think a lot of people get really um, worked up about their favourites not qualifying or um, songs (laughs) flopping or whatever, you know. And at the end of the day, there is only one winner, isn't there? So people still have, like, 41 plus everything else that was in the finals, everything that was in Melfest, everything that was, like, you know, runner-up in Latvia or whatever. There's so much music out there. It's, uh, you know, it can only be a good thing.
2: Yes, so much new and good music is out there. Fun music, music that touches your heart, that makes you dance. Uh, And, like, it's almost like the... We football, of course, in the UK, soccer. Sorry, and, and Sweden is huge, uh-huh. and the Melfest and Eurovision fans are just as dedicated and into their different like teams or artists or whatever. So that got intense. I didn't yeah. know how. Like I thought I knew about Mello. I did not know about Mello
0: until this year. <laughs> what, was the, what was like the intense fan rivalry you're talking about?
2: Well, I know after we won, mm. uh, we got so much love online. And if we posted something, we maybe had like 700 comments like of love. And then like one, yeah. one little, little half, I think maybe half troll and half in their feelings about the competition, whatever. And they would write us something like sometimes like disrespectful or nasty. And they don't know we had time. We were yeah, at home. Yeah. We were like, oh, I got time today. Let me respond. to <laughs> so me and Lou were like, oh, thank you for your feedback. Nah, 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 nah. And then gave them some specific response to what they said. Uh if they were rooting for someone else, we were like, please go to that person's page and send them love. And but stay positive. And they all were so embarrassed. They were like, oh, my God, didn't think you would read this. I was in my feelings. But you know what? I've listened to Move. It's kind of a good song. I'm a fan now. Like, sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) And then they started following us. So it's truly been like, it shows how you can either lash out or you can kill kindness. And that's kind of what we've done. So if you don't love us, we still love you.
0: Oh, that's a really nice note to end on. And I've just yeah. got one more question from each of you. So I'll go around first to Ash, then to Lulu, then to Dina. Ash, what is your favourite Eurovision song of all time?
1: I do. know that's
3: not a Eurovision song. Yeah. Saldy, <laughs> oh. <Soldi>, Saldy.
0: <laughs> Lulu? Uh,
3: I have so many favourites. I love... Uh, Beyond Fifth, he's one of my big favorite artists. So when he did "De värre from natten," like a uh, yeah, long time ago, and he sang the wrong lyrics or he forgot the lyrics,
0: he sang the that wrong is, lyrics.
3: Like, I... He he forgot the lyrics. So he oh. did like you know. <laughs> I love that song so much. Yeah. Uh, And if I can't choose him, I would choose Céline Dion, because Céline One" is like the, it's a good song.
0: So when are you guys going to do a a cover of that? That would be incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't speak French, but.
3: (laughs) I'll try. I'll try for you. (laughs) Do it phonetically.
0: (laughs) Do it in Swedish. (laughs) And then, uh, Dina, what's your favorite Eurovision song of all time?
2: Oh, wow. I could go on and on, but <laughs> I always come back to Kerouala, uh, 91. Ah. That is, she is an icon, yeah. and we had the pleasure of getting to know her during this past year. Um, she, We met with her in Tel Aviv the first time, I think, and then we've seen her throughout the year, and... That is crazy. We're hanging out with Ketawala. Yeah. We're in this elite club of mellow winners and Eurovision participants, and we couldn't be more blessed.
0: Guys, you are absolute angels. Thank you so much for chatting to us today. Um, Ash, Lulu, Dina, thank you. And just again, thank when, you. And what's the name of the new single, and when roughly can we expect it?
3: Let It Be and 15th of may
0: oh there you go awesome thank you so much guys stay safe and uh have a great weekend
1: You, thank
0: you too. Too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 oh i was chuckling to myself so much after that interview it's been a right week of it and and the mums are just so joyful and positive i cannot even Big thanks to Ash, Lou and Dina for letting me chat to them and check out Let It Be when it's released on May the 15th. Obviously, you can also find Move and all their other material wherever you find your music. So go check them out. Thanks for putting up with the slightly shabby sound quality. As we're all stuck indoors and I'm recording in a pokey flat in Camberwell, I've done my best. Also, I just want to say a big thank you to the highly talented William Kitchener for the theme music. It's ace. In the meantime, while we're on lockdown, I've also been running some Eurovision rewatches over on Twitter every Saturday night at 8 pm. You can find those at Eurovision Again, and they trend under the hashtag, hashtag Eurovision Again. The website that explains everything is again.vision. That's again.vision, so go check it out. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter as myself at Rob Holly. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe. Uh, so you don't miss out on any of the other episodes that are coming up. There's only one thing for me left to say, and that's in the words of the Romanian entry from 2018, The Humans. It's time for me to say goodbye. It's fine. I've tried a million times to kiss the emptiness and make her mine.